Counselor Accents Podcast. Two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts. I'm Kim Crumley. And I'm Laura Rankhorn. And we are at the Dayton, Ohio airport, hid in a corner waiting to be thrown out on our ear. We have been moved happen four times now, but we are determined. I was pulled in the security check from the line, which was very exciting. Turns out to be a water bottle. Which I believe that you purposely put there to get more attention. You do love the attention. I'm checking Homeland Security and I report that you're a mystery shopper. Said water. What cracks me up is that I was not, I'm so careful to measure out to the ounce. Like, I'm not bringing hairspray. That's aerosol. I'm not going to do. And then like a whole bottle of water. Anyway, we have had a great time in Dayton, Ohio. We have. Uh, really Shout out weird. To our new friends. New friends. Hello. What was weird? What were you going to say to me? What was weird was that we were preparing um, yeah. for our up north weather. We don't know what to expect when we go outside of Alabama. And so we thought up north, it's going to snow. It's going to, we're going to be in we a blizzard. We could possibly be in a blizzard. So in preparation, my husband ordered me a heated jacket. I'm talking. A like, heated self, like plug up, plug you up. And yes. And you, you've got a little battery pack and you take it with you and it's heated. I can't imagine that being attractive, but okay. And what oh, happened? Adorable. Okay. Well, I wanted it to burn my skin and I didn't feel like it was quite hot enough. So I asked him to get me a hotter one. And so he sent it back and rushed a new one so that I would have it for our Ohio trip. Kim, what was the degrees yesterday? Yesterday when we departed it from the plane and got off, it was 72 degrees. It was perfect in Ohio. And so at our meeting today, we were like, um... We do not believe you, and they we have been regaled with tales of past blizzards. We have cracked the code, though. Ohio, you're trying to keep people out, and you're telling people that it's a blizzard. You, you park snow shovels by the door to, to make keep... us think it snows. But we're on to you. Seb, it's been wonderful, incredible weather. And then in Alabama, which is, you know, I'm a weather person, mm-hmm. tornadoes today. We're out of school. In Alabama. Which I think is more about the fact that we're not there and they can't run without us. That's why they close schools down. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, you keep believing them. So we're wow. going to talk about in the few minutes that we're going to be on here today. This is a short We're fixing to be, fixing to be shut down. I have a, I'm not sure how long they're going to let us do this. And if we miss our flight, what are we going to do? We're going to party. Another we're going to we're flying to Washington DC. And, and let's then just say to, wow. our version of party is be in the bed by eight PM. Oh, I with think the that would be a lot of school counselors' versions. Yeah, I agree. Of let me just say that I can't let me just just steal on Squirrel. the yes, okay. Say that I thought literally that this was the bread state. It is not the bread state. It is not but the bread state. We did state. discover what it is. We did, and but this is the D. Okay, let's let these passengers. I'm always afraid my bag is somewhere it's not supposed to be. And somebody's and you're leaving it unattended? Because they keep coming And that announcement is about you. It is about me. Like, we lady, see you. please the bag make is sure. So I thought this was the bread basket. So we went to a restaurant last night, and I asked the waitress, I said, so this is the bread basket. And she said, no, this is the Buckeye State. 
So I said, well, I will have a book up in which she looked at me like I was crazy and went and got me a basket of bread. Mm-hmm. Hence why we think. And I said, literally, are you the Buckeye State? Do you know what a Buckeye is? Maybe she didn't know what a Buckeye was. It's the Buckeye State. But I I think it's the bread basket. They brought me the basket. I think of bread. every state we go to is the bread basket. I really, I'm stuck up on a couple of things, and, and it's usually the bread basket. <laughs> is this the bread basket? Okay. So, anyway, What's our topic today, today? today, you are, I did a little research on this because you know this has kind of been a rabbit hole that I've been down a little while. Mm-hmm. So, I want to talk today for just a few minutes about teacher burnout. Ooh. I know we're school counselors and we're going to zippity doodah all the way around to that and, okay. and what we what we we're going to talk about with that but but we're educators mm-hmm. and we're seeing this not only it's in all realms bus drivers lunchroom ladies men lunchroom people teachers school mm-hmm. counselors so this is an article that i found in talk space and uh, these are signs of burnout, and this is by a therapist, Rashana Chapley. And I probably have just not done a good job with your name. So these are some signs, common signs of teacher burnout: feeling stressed or irritable at oh, all times. You should get checked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> feeling tired. Is it your mm-hmm. thyroid? Mm-hmm. Having sleep issues, either sleeping too much, there you go, or having insomnia from worry, feeling sad or overwhelmed when thinking about teaching, not enjoying teaching, gaining or losing weight. What's one of those? And you can gain and lose within (laughs) a week's time. Unexplained hair loss. Yours is explained, though, because you burned it off. I burned it off that With the hair dryer. So we're going to delve into, and you've not looked at these, and nope. I ask you purposely not to because I kind of want to just hit you with what are your thoughts okay. on this, okay? So the no particular order, but I feel like it kind of is, okay. poor school funding. So this teachers reported, yes, okay. because okay. teacher reported uh, that they spend their own money on classroom materials. Uh, due to they have a small budget that they have. And we, how many teachers do we know that do not spend money on their own stuff? What other business career do you go into where you spend this much money of your own, your own money? So an underpaid profession and um, having a sister who's in the classroom. And I think school counselors do the same. You have so much money that you have that you can spend but I think, I think so many times educators want stuff for the students. They want them to have these things. Some things have to be regulated, like, and they want them to have other things. And they do spend a lot of their own money. May I school counselor this for a moment? Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to, you know, we joke around about being queen for a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be pitiful here as mm-hmm. a school counselor. But I am saying that. We get the same amount of money in Alabama. We are fortunate enough to get instructional funds mm-hmm. and we get the same amount of money as school counselors that a classroom teacher would get. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I have found it 
of course, I'm very grateful for the money that we do get. But it is difficult whenever you are buying for a whole school versus a classroom. Yes. So I see what these classroom teachers can buy when they're buying for 20 or 25. But we have, you know, 450, 500, 600 yes. students. And if you want to get them even one thing that costs a dollar, then there's yes. your instructional money. Yeah. With one thing. But in the, on the other hand, teachers are in that classroom with them day after day after day. You know what I'm saying? So I think it, I don't think there's any one or the other. I think it's teachers. And and I think for the most part, educators are underpaid. Not only are we spending our own money, but we're not making as much money as we deserve for the education. I saw something that somebody had posted, I think on Instagram, and it said a house back in 1965. And it showed a picture of a house and it was like 35,000. And then this house today is worth, and it's like, you know, Mm 500000 And then it put a teacher's salary in 1965 was Mm $40,000. A teacher's salary in 2023 is (laughs) $45,000. And just, you know, the inconsistency there with the inflation and the prices going up. It it really, it really, with, with the prices going up and the very small increments of raises that we get compared to other industries. Mm -hmm. It is, that makes sense. I can Mm -hmm. see that while that would be. So we agree. That's that's like agreeable. And to that point, one more thing. Mm -hmm. Whenever you start seeing your students that, you know, we talk a lot about computer science and company, there's a computer, there are computer science companies that are realizing that they need the personality of teachers. They realize and appreciate the personality that teachers have, the get it done attitude, the solution-minded problem solvers and just the friendly personalities that they have and they have started hiring these teachers to do this coding work and to do the computer science problem solving and so these teachers are going from and they have a degree a lot of businesses Mm -hmm. now just want a degree so you've got that degree Mm -hmm. and you can walk into these other jobs and make so more. we have talked ourselves out. Of, we this is we're we are signing out. off. That's our last <laughs> last podcast. So the next one is COVID nineteen as a stress. Okay. So uh, it's astounding percent of teachers in twenty twenty two. Not surprises. Not surprising. Reported needing to spend additional time getting those students back on track academically. Mm-hmm. So after the pandemic. We are seeing um, a lot of loss of everything, academic, and then a lot of trauma and stress of the unknown and what just happened. So really, there's been this uptick, um, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, the classroom behaviors as another one. So that totally makes sense. We knew that. I don't think we're seeing anything that nobody didn't recognize mm-hmm. on those two. That's most, those are not surprising. And on top of that, these teachers and educators are trying to balance whatever happened to them during the pandemic. Right. Because a lot of That's them are right. coming back with, you know, losing loved ones or having experienced, you know, maybe they're different. Yep. From absolutely. What absolutely. I think we all are. Right. And so that, yes, really, of course. I just meant like maybe they had it and now they're like, you can't smell anymore. That's so true. So it is, it, those are in, in the, you know, you wonder how much because it kind of the timing of that, as we said, all these things were ticking toward this. I just think that the pandemic propelled it. 
For sure. Okay. So the next one is unattainable goals for standardized testing. Which I think goes hand in hand with the one you just said. Go yes, ahead. Go ahead. you're right. Absolutely. I didn't think about that. I mean, how are we are making up for lost academic time. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Um, and that stresses teachers. And I know you said we're going to get to this in a second, but let's think about the, the kids have to feel that pressure that, you know, they're aware that they went out maybe in third grade and now they're in, I don't know, what would it be, sixth grade? Mm-hmm. And for some schools and some, you know, it's yeah different, even more. And so they've got to feel the pressure too, because we do, you know, we have the talks with them about here's your test score and here's where here's your target test score Mm -hmm. and so they're feeling that like what more can they do yes they're doing everything so I wonder does that lead to behaviors which maybe we'll talk about in a minute I think that was a very good a very good to your point I will say this yeah and I told you this earlier but I have um, an eight-year-old and she brought me her weekly folder and in it was a grade actually she told me not to tell this because she said it's family business and not <laughs> it's family business your eight-year-old that's so cute so I won't tell what she made but it was a grade oh, that it was, was less low. it was less than what she <laughs> typically and she was up front with me and brought it to me and said I didn't do so great on a science assignment so I looked through her folder and I saw the science assignment and she said what grade would this be because she needed you know, the math, like to yeah, translate to what is the grade. So I told her and she crumpled into a ball in the in my floor crying hysterically. And I said, where is this pressure coming from? Because it's not coming from me and it's not coming from her dad. So where is this pressure coming from? And, and her teachers are wonderful. It's not coming from them either. But I think she feels the urgency maybe. Mm-hmm. I think because- it's just... In the atmosphere it and is. urgency. Yeah, it is. And it she's is. at a wonderful school and wonderful people. So nobody's putting that pressure on her. I think it's just unarticulated urgency. And we talked to an educator today who left being a young, a young educator mm-hmm. who left being a principal at a high school because of one of the things that we talked about was behavior mm-hmm. and not having like not being able to discipline these kids, not because parents are saying you can't discipline, because the kids just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do to me? Because they've been through so much trauma and stress. So now it's like, what are you going to do to me? Yeah. You know, suspend me. Great. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So it's that I don't care attitude uh, that she was having. And so many educators are having a problem. Yeah. So um, not not surprising. You know, That's a whole other go, It is. And we're really, this is one that we are really, really deep diving in. We're not ready to just. We're not deep diving today, but we know, are. But we are looking at. In our at, personal time, deep diving. Yeah. What's going on? Now, as we go through these, we're talking about educators, but you know, a lot of what we do as school counselors is is to support the teachers. Well, and we have our own stresses and that's not mm-hmm. what some of these are ours, but ours, I think, are definitely this and more mm-hmm. and different. So this isn't all encompassing. And, it, and it's it's just really to think about how we all feel in education and also specifically teachers. Well, it's good to to have perspective because, you know, in our training that we did actually here in Ohio, we talked about how school counselors are almost like the hub because we have, if you can imagine a circle with 
points extending from all areas. We have connections to students, parents, community members, administrators, teachers. And so we are uniquely positioned to affect or to be affected by all of those different and you really groups. have to see all that. Mm-hmm. Now, you really have to see the big picture to understand the school, the culture, and the students, and the teachers. So knowing this and hearing these things helps us maybe analyze what we're going through ourselves, but also it helps us understand what our teachers may be going through, maybe explain some of their yeah. actions. And a lot of those come to us mm-hmm. uh, for help. Mm-hmm. Even though we're not therapists, we are there as a support. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, here's the next one. Dealing with difficult parents. Um, We, you know, they can get in the old days, you know, think about. We have emails. Tell us us about the old days. In the old days, you got a phone call and it would be later in the day, secretary or somebody would run down and say, you need to call so-and-so's parent. But it was not easy as this remind or this dojo with parents or email um so apps they're getting on social media and blasting us so um dealing with parents can drain even you know experienced Mm -hmm. teachers uh drain them and it really affects their self-esteem especially if you don't have backup from administration who has your back um, and s- sometimes they have unfair expectations of classroom teachers, and mm-hmm. that really wears you out as a teacher. It's like you don't hear, sometimes you don't hear from, you know, those are exceptions, but sometimes you never hear from a parent until, mm-hmm. you know, like well, you probably are going to email that your daughter's teacher and say, why did she get this grade? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, thinking about that, you know, how the teacher's, like thinking about how it affects the teacher's self-esteem. You know, we just talked about how they're giving their money, like they're paying their own for their own stuff. They're giving all they've got. And then, like you said, this may be the only time they hear from the parent. Not a good job. Yeah. And so. It and just what be, other job do you have that? Yeah. You know. It'd just be nice if people would make an investment of encouragement before they make a withdrawal. Of Which complaint. so leads into the next point. Okay. You did me. not know that I because know that. I ask you not to look ahead Mm -hmm. and you just led into the next one is feeling underappreciated which you have heard me many times say that the number one thing that teachers crave is to be appreciated Mm -hmm. and to be to be valued and respected for Mm -hmm. what they do so you know teachers are for the salary they get it doesn't equal the stress that they're under a lot of times and uh, a lot of teachers are doing extra jobs. Mm. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. picking up all the jobs that they can do in the summers or the weekends to make ends meet. And they feel undervalued. And that can definitely lead to burnout. So that is something that I think school counselors do a really good job of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had the school National School Counseling Week. And we tried to do things for the teachers mm-hmm. as we talked about how we can work together. So that's something that's a rubber meets the road on that one. But and also if you're in a leadership position to make teachers feel appreciated, thank you for what you're doing. So the last one, we mm-hmm. have not been kicked out yet, surprisingly, is lack of autonomy. So especially when you think about the curriculum, thinking about the stress and the burnout and teaching. 
almost half of teachers surveyed in 2022 had to change part or all of their curriculum. Mm. And we see that is very, I see that in our teachers Mm -hmm. when it's, it's, there's another idea. There's Mm -hmm. another way to do it. It's like you can't get into a pattern because it keeps the rules keep changing very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so that's very frustrating for teachers because you can't really learn. You, you, it's hard to keep up with mm-hmm. the changes as fast as they're coming. Well, and all of those go hand in hand because when you're already stressed to the max, when you're already feeling a certain way, and then one more thing is added to you and you feel like, Okay, now let me take some energy that I don't have to learn a whole new curriculum yeah. or to redo everything. You know, maybe your room was decorated to match this curriculum and you got a switch and it's completely different. You had room transformations planned for this one curriculum and it's different. Yeah. That's, well, that's and, and it's just, you know, to learn a curriculum is like learning a language and you get that curriculum set and then, um, it's it's a quick turnover, possibly. A lot of times, if we're seeing a half of curriculum is switched, it's like, now I've got to learn this new language. Everything I had now is out and all the news coming in. So it's, it's, it's a lot. And think about those test scores that we talked a minute ago. They're tied to that curriculum. It's so you all connected. Learn it, you got to know. You got to figure it out. It, it, is, it is a lot. So just today was just about recognizing that this is a crisis. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is you know news to anybody but we're in a crisis and I think it's just good as school counselors for us to talk about educational the educational crisis we're in we have posted a question I did not know the article but I did post a question about why do you think school counselors are leaving the profession and so we got some great Give a couple because we're going to ask for some more. So this might get your brain thinking because we want to come back to this subject and really look at why school counselor burnout. Okay. Um, So this is what one person said. We do the job of 12 people with the time and salary of one, which goes along with what you were saying Mm -hmm. a minute ago about Mm -hmm. the salary. We don't have the same resources and or professional development as teachers. So we're less equipped to do our jobs. So, you know, you think about it in some places, whenever you go to professional development, it is maybe curriculum strategies or something like that, not necessarily geared toward what the school counselor is doing, because frequently, you know, oftentimes you're the only school counselor in the building. So it doesn't make sense to the, you know, to do a PD for one person. Yes. Um, And so as a result, often we feel. And doing the work of many people with many different hats. I mm-hmm. appreciate that remark. Thank you. That was. Do you have another you want to give us an example? I do. Okay. I think school counselors are leaving the profession because the expectations to get it all done are unrealistic and unhealthy. When trying to set boundaries, some stakeholders view you as bad at your job. Sadly, when that happens, it's hard to regain your reputation. So let me say that again. Let's hear that again. When okay. trying to set boundaries, mm-hmm. which is what we need to do, is this is what I do. This is not what I do. Then if it doesn't meet that teacher's need, because that's not our lane, mm-hmm. then often that's true. We make, we're not making a friend. We are looked at like we're not doing our job. Mm-hmm. So these are things that I would love to delve into and talk at and problem solve. So how can we 
how can they go on our listeners and put specifically school counselor burnout? Well, you can go to our Instagram or you can go to our Facebook page and just send us a message or comment on the post if you see it. Um, It just says, why are school counselors leaving the profession? We'd love to hear from you. And let me just say that um, this was a great article. This was this did come from this article in Talkspace. Uh, so I don't want to take credit for that, but I want to say it was a great article and to say that, um, you know, we're in a job that teachers, school counselors, anyone in education dealing with what we deal really, if you have intense emotions, your dread, depression, you know, don't be afraid to get help. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not offering really solutions today other than to say that there are, there's online therapy. There is therapist, even that I know that they're even in a crisis having enough Mm -hmm. workers, but even having a friend, we just did something in Georgia Mm -hmm. and it was kind of, kind of on the lines of combating burnout Mm -hmm. and we were talking specifically about creativity but having a friend I'm not gonna get emotional (laughs) but having a friend a school counselor that understands what you're going through so we're we're saying therapy is a good idea having a close friend that especially someone who is a school counselor that understands what you're going through and laughter finding someone that you can laugh with or or things that make you laugh Mm-hmm. So those are things that will go a long way when you're burned out or stressed. That is true. Do you, how many people do you think is that are quitting their jobs because of this when we wanted to help people? And literally they're like, if there's yeah. a mass exodus after this podcast episode. There, yes. Well, and it is just really staggering because remember like when we did that um, talk in Georgia, how many people came up to us afterwards and said, yes, the burnout. Yes, yes. I feel mm-hmm. the burnout. It's everywhere. And we knew that, but I think hearing it straight from people, Mm -hmm. really, it just was an eye-opener to me that, goodness, it's scary. It is scary. And we know that um, last year, I believe the number from February to August in 2021, it went up from 37% of educators that were wanting to leave to 55% of educators that were ready to walk out the door. Before it was time for Mm -hmm. retirement. They were ready to go. And when you think about those numbers and what this world in the education world would look like with 55% of educators gone, it's scary. It is. And then those of us that are still hanging in there. And speaking of still hanging in there, I'm going to end this by telling a little story, if I may. Okay. Because, you know, we're going to get to the light if you forgot. And I'm not missing those nuts and biscotti biscuit. Is it biscotti biscuit? Biscoff. Oh, excuse me. Burnt cookies. Burnt cookies. Anyway, so today we met a lady who is a counselor, and she was 74 years old. A hero. A hero because, and let me say not because of her age, but because she was fired up about school counseling. Mm -hmm. She was that inner energy. She was so interesting, and she was at a technology conference that we were over. And what's, you know, not a lot of 74-year-olds are into the technology and the computer science, and she was all about it. 
and wanted that for her students. And she even said, I don't know how to do this myself. She said, but I know that it's the key for these students and I'm passionate about it. And that's why I can't retire. Yeah. So that was, she was, but she still was passionate about it, which was really, really neat. So we enjoyed, so that you get those inspiring people and it was just, she was a principal for many years Mm -hmm. and then went into school counseling and. And she said she's been doing this for 50 years and I'm just like, that is amazing. It is. Uh, but the school counselor for the last six. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, so you find those people who would inspire you and keep you going. This is where you say, like you. This is where you say, like you. Oh, well, I missed my cue. I'll do it next time. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't be as meaningful. Mm. Well, so okay. that's it. Well, have a, have a, have a, have a. Nice time retiring if this drove you to retirement. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the days off. I don't know. So like us, lump us. What are you going to say? Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. Follow us, whatever. You can watch these on YouTube. Um, probably not this You one. need a banana. And before my very eyes, I saw it. Sorry. Your banana time came. Mm-hmm. And I apologize to our listeners. There's something else I need to tell them to do. Oh, rate and review. <laughs> it's that banana. Rate and review our podcast so that others can find us.